0: Good evening and welcome. Please stand and join us for our opening hymn, Sacred Creation.
1: Well, good evening, everyone. Good evening, it's my privilege to welcome all of you here uh, this evening and um, to um, introduce to you our speakers tonight and to um, begin our parish mission here with an opening prayer. You know, it's a very special and grace time to have a To have a mission. It's a time of great, great uh, graces for our parish and for all of us as as individuals. We are very blessed today with a very beautiful spring day after a couple of stormy days and cold days that preceded us. Our speakers come to us from Buffalo. I think they brought that uh, Buffalo cold, okay, (laughs) with them. But um, today we had a very beautiful day and. Hope you all got to go out a little bit today. I myself was able to go out and put a few miles on my bicycle this afternoon after the weekend. And I, when I went out, I was weary. But when I came back, I was rejuvenated. And I felt like I literally plugged myself in Okay, to the sun. That's what I did. I plugged myself into the sun. And it just gave me life, gave me life. I plugged in, I plugged in. And that's what we do on a mission. We plug ourselves in to the sun, to the S-O-N. And we become rejuvenated and and renewed. We really do. And um, the conduit, the conduit for being plugged into the sun are our presenters for our mission. Uh, Father John Graydon and Joanne Kinney. Um, whom God uses in this special way to bring us his life, his precious life that is the gift to us during this season of Lent, which is a time of, of renewal and grace for us. So what a gifted time this is. What a gifted time this is. So we welcome them. We welcome all of you. And join us now in prayer. O Creator God, you make everything and each of us as well. From the stardust of the universe and you have planned that we should be caregivers for your creation. Help us now to be good and faithful stewards, treasuring all that you have made, including our very own selves. Make us aware of your presence in this time and fill us with your Holy Spirit. We pray by the power of that Spirit, and in the name of Jesus, who is Lord forever and ever. Amen.
2: Good evening. Do you have a card, a white card like this? if you'll take it it allows me to introduce ourselves we are from the Buffalo diocese that's true but neither one of us live in Buffalo we live in Niagara Falls and in Youngstown New York which is right on the Niagara River and that's where our ministry is called embraced by God and you can take a look at that. That's where we're from. That's our address. That's our phone number at the bottom. That's our, our webpage. And that's the ministries that we do. And among those ministries are parish missions. Tonight, we focus on treasuring ourselves. The, the symbol for every night is the treasure chest. And you may have noticed, or maybe you missed it, There was a treasure chest on most of the tables where we ate. And those treasure chests will be there. That's to repeat the theme because each night it's about treasuring. How God treasures us and we're learning to treasure ourselves, each other, our world, and our church. I would like to invite you to make some mighty noise by standing up and making sure you've said hello to everyone within a hand's reach and if you don't know their name to get it would you stand up and do that please make sure you know somebody's name And as you have finished, be seated. Each night of our parish mission will involve a talk from me and from Joanne. A keynote scripture that will be our theme, you know, for the night. I don't know where she's going. She's going somewhere, okay. Um, some activity together in the pews and an invitation to come forward toward the treasure chest with an activity that we've prepared just for tonight's evening. I'd ask you for 60 seconds now of silent inviting the spirit to draw us to attention and then D. Anderson is going to read our first reading for us. So take your time getting up there, up there, and uh, we'll take 60 seconds of quiet so you can be on your way.
3: a reading from the second letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. For God, who said, Let light shine out of darkness, has shown in our hearts to bring to light the knowledge of the glory of God on the face of Jesus Christ. But we hold this treasure in earthen vessels, that the surpassing power may be of God and not from us. made. Tonight, we treasure ourselves. John Shea is a theologian and a writer, a storyteller, and he tells this. Many years ago, I was a teacher for more than 20 years, and at Christmas time, it was the custom that the students would bring in gifts for the teachers. After about the third year, I could name the gift by the size of the box. Whenever I saw a long, flat box come in, I knew it was handkerchiefs. After a while, I simply began to pile these particular size boxes on a shelf in the closet. And then as I needed a new handkerchief, I'd just go take one. I always had more boxes than I needed. One time, I went into my closet, took out a box and opened it. And instead of a handkerchief, there was an antique pocket watch. All this time, I owned an antique pocket watch, and I didn't know it. We humans are valuable We are a treasure, but are we always aware of that? Or do we sometimes lose track of the gift that we are, kind of like an antique watch hidden in a handkerchief box? Have you ever sat in at a meeting or an organization that you're maybe checking out or deciding to join, And someone says, tell us a little about yourself. Most of us have a standard reply. For me, my name is Joanne Kinney. I've been married for 37 years. That's not right. Yeah, 37 years. (laughs) Good thing my husband isn't here. I have three adult children. I'm the administrator at Embraced by God with Father John. And in the past, I did a little theater work a little on-stage acting when I still had the memory to do it, and a little directing, too. So now you know all about me, right? Or do you? What if I said to you instead, Hi, my name is Joanne Kinney, and I'd like you to know that more and more I wake up feeling like I'm about to be 65 years old. I'll let you decide what that means. Sometimes I find it easier to be at work than at home. Home can get complicated. I figure some of you will know what I mean there, too. I still need lots and lots of encouragement when I'm standing up in front of people speaking, but I love it. I'm not afraid of dying. I've lost lots and lots of important people in my life, and I've survived it. But I am afraid of dying and not having done anything really important with my life. So now you really know me, right? One more scenario. Hi, my name is Joanne Kinney, and I am a daughter of the Most High. An image of Jesus, a reflection of the light of the world, I am a treasure. None of us are likely to share quite like that at a meeting or an organization, are we? But that's what God tells me about myself. You are a treasure, God tells me. You are a treasure. Meister Eckhart tells us we each own a vintage wine cellar, but we never drink from it. And from Jesus we hear, we have an, inter- an inner fountain that springs up into eternal life, but sometimes we're so out of touch with it that we only look to the outer wells for water. There's certainly nothing simple about us human beings. We are a complex entity. We're made up of physical and psychological social and spiritual self. It's a lot to balance. But as a people unconditionally loved by God, we know that thinking of ourselves as tall or skinny, accomplished or unaccomplished, shy, that isn't the whole picture at all. In fact, It really isn't the picture, because all of that is simply the vessel that holds the treasure, kind of like that handkerchief box. And like most vessels, we can get broken or crushed or cracked. There was a water carrier in India who carried two big pots of water on a big pole that he held on his shoulder. He carried water back and forth almost a mile and a half each day to bring water to his master's house. But there was one thing that he was aware of, and that was that one of the pots was cracked from the top halfway down. And so it meant that every time he traveled and filled up both pots, he would only be able to deliver one and a half pots of water to his master's house. He did this over and over for years. And finally, one day, the cracked pot said to him when he was standing by the well, I am so sorry, I am so ashamed. And the water carrier said, but why? And the cracked pot said, because you do all this work, but in the end, You only can deliver one and a half pots of water to your master, and it's my fault. The water carrier said to him, well, on our way back to the master's house today, would you do me a favor? Take a look at the path that we're taking. And so the cracked pot did. And when they reached the master's house with one and a half pots of water, the cracked pot He said to the cracked pot, did you notice anything? And the cracked pot said, not really, except for the fact that there were beautiful flowers all the way from here to the master's house. And the water carrier said, I've known about your flaw, your weakness, from day one. So I took advantage of it. Each season, I would sprinkle flower seeds along the path. And each season, because of you, they grew into beautiful flowers. No, I couldn't bring two full pots of water to my master. But I could bring fresh bouquets of flowers to decorate his table every day. And it was all because of you. Like most vessels, we can be broken. And each of us has our own unique flaws. In fact, we could all call ourselves a cracked pot. (laughs) But in God's great economy, nothing ever goes to waste. If we acknowledge our flaws and allow God to take advantage of them, Who knows what beauty we could cause along our path? I think we would all like to think about ourselves, think of ourselves as secure people, secure in all of God's love that we know exists for us, as people not necessarily needing approval from anyone else, Some of us do this better than others. But in reality, we really do see ourselves through the eyes of others. And that's why it's so important for us to connect with people who encourage us, who challenge us, who accept us. And it also calls for us to be people who encourage and challenge and accept others. And still, there are times when we have only ourselves to depend on. Some call that our night time, our alone time with ourselves. But if we remember the third introduction that I offered today. Hi, my name is Joanne Kinney. And I am a daughter of the Most High, an image of Jesus, a reflection of the light of the world. I am a treasure. Circumstances in our life change. Aging, the death of someone close to us, things change, and it changes the way we look at ourselves. But still... I am a treasure. You are a treasure. And that doesn't change, because God created you as such. We never really are quite alone, are we? Not if we're that image of God, that reflection of God. Whether you see me that way or not, I am God's handiwork. You are God's handiwork. We are gifted with God's love, gift to us, and gift for us to share with one another. It is our true destiny. All else, our personality, our work, our skills, even our attitude, are simply that vessel that carries the treasure. When you think about it, it makes us both very, very unimportant and at the same time, wonderfully important. I like this the best. It gives us great leeway with our weaknesses, with our cracks. But it also gives us incredible possibilities with our strengths. Father John talked about our ministry embraced by God. And it's based on the teachings of St. Francis de Sales. And this is one of my very favorite Francis quotes. Consider the eternal love that God has for you. Before our Lord Jesus Christ as man suffered on the cross for you, his divine majesty already foresaw your existence When did his love for you begin? Well, it began even when he began to be God. And when did he begin to be God? Never. For he has always been without beginning and without end. So also has he always loved you from all eternity, and has prepared for you graces and favors and continues to say to you, I have loved you with an everlasting love. We speak about this reflection of God that we are. There was somebody who was a minister on the altar here at one of the masses. In fact, I think he was at two of the masses. To be honest, I don't even know his name. But after the mass, I went up to him and I said, I just want to tell you that your presence on the altar for me was the face of God right here. It was his smile, his welcoming presence. For me, he was the image of Christ right here. That's the opportunity all of us have, this image of a loving God. I have one final story to share with you, a real story. Sister Isabel was a Stella Niagara Franciscan. Stella Niagara, outside of Niagara Falls, New York, is where Embraced by God is located. Isabel was both John and my friend. I think she liked him better, but what can I say? She lived to be 102 years old. But when she was way younger, 96. (laughs) I approached her one day in her health center room. I visited her there often, almost every day. I was giving a retreat that following weekend, and I asked her if she could just share with me her image of God. I said, I'll come back, think about it, I'll come back tomorrow, and she said, you don't need to do that, I can share it with you right now. She said to me, my image, I'm sorry, it wasn't of God, it was of Jesus, this is very important, my image of Jesus. Her image of Jesus came from Song of Songs. And this is what it said. His left arm is under my head. His right embraces me. A breathtaking image of both my humanity and God's love. I was about to leave her room that day thanking her for this gorgeous image. And she said, my dearest Joanne, shall we practice? You be Jesus, and I'll be your beloved. And there in her health center room, we practiced. I'd like to invite you to do that right now. Just for a moment, if you'd like to close your eyes and imagine that Jesus is standing right in front of you. And in your mind's eye, your imagination, allow Jesus to place his left arm behind your head and allow him to place his right hand behind you, and pull you close. Let's just do that for a moment in quiet. You are a treasure and God has created you as such. God loves you.
2: Since you have been sitting for so long, all the blood has located itself in one part of your anatomy. Therefore, we want to take a break. And here's what I invite you to do. I invite you to stand up and share with at least one other person what really knocks my socks off. what really excites me stand up and share with at least one and when you're finished sit down or if you keep on going I'll start singing and that will be the sign for you to sit down okay stand up take a break
4: So beautiful to me. You are so beautiful to me. Can't you see?
2: I have three words for you today. Human, holy, and loved. Let's start with human. I have been captivated by Francis de Sales. That's my community, Oblates of St. Francis de Sales. He is, of course, a doctor of the church, contemporary with William Shakespeare. And with Galileo, that was his time period, he became convinced that the human person, basically the human person, was fundamentally good at its deepest core. Because when he read the creation story, God saw that it was good, God saw that it was good, God saw that it was good, 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 and very good. And who are we to think that our stupidity and sin could suddenly overcome everything God did? Good, 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 and very good. I mean, who do you think you are? You can change the whole structure of the universe? He would say, by sin, oh yes, we lose track of how sacred we are. We lose track of how good we are. We lose track of the fact that we're a, a Rolls Royce that we're solid gold and we abuse ourselves and we abuse each other and we don't appreciate the value but we are human the pinnacle of God's creation if you look at it from a scientific point of view in evolutionary process over millions of years the reptile brain, the mammal brain, and the human brain of higher consciousness that develops in us. And that this is where this relationship with God develops. As human, I mentioned in today's homily, we are created like God. And the thing perhaps most like God is the eternal soul. We've called it a soul, sometimes a spirit, but the life principle, whatever word you use to tag it, is most like God. And fundamentally, deep down, the human person, for Francis de Sales, is good. Made from the earth. And what is the earth? the clay of the earth but the stardust of the skies I look and I see up here and I see stardust and I'm made out of the same stuff and so are you and God brought us to life in that second page of the Bible in the book of Genesis by breathing in our nostrils That's what it says. Not just breathing on them, but breathing in his nostrils. Take a breath. Let me hear it. Okay? You soak in God who gives you life. He is your life principle that fills you and that animates you. And so often, particularly as Christians in prayer. We want to do what Father Jim talked about in the beginning, and that's plugging in. Oh, people come to confession, and they confess that they miss their night prayers, or they miss their morning prayers. And I wonder sometimes whether they've got in mind a God who has a roll book, like a teacher, and puts a big X if you miss. I don't think so. I think it's more like God says I have love for you and energy for you. Why didn't you plug in? <laughs> Why didn't you recharge? Kind of like the Italian grandmother who is cooked for you and says eat. Mangi, mangi, how are you gonna grow? How are you gonna be strong? you gotta plug in to the life that I have for you and that's the concept of prayer not that God wants us to pray because he's gonna get us if we don't it's more like you're my beloved children I want you to eat I want you to have life I want you to have my spirit and my energy would you take some time to recharge to allow me to take the dust of the stars and to energize it in you and to make out of you more and more like me to make out of you love now Francis de Sales is also known for being immensely practical and human he would say I'm as human as can be this doctor of the church And he would point out that being a Christian doesn't mean we ever need to try, even to be angels. We're not angels. We use deodorant for a reason. We're not angels. Angels don't ever develop B.O., you know? We do. Pope John XXIII recently canonized. He was one of my favorites. And Francis de Sales was one of his. And at one point in his short pontificate, the architects, and they were building what is now called uh, Pope Paul VI Hall, which is an auditorium of 5,000 people that seats um, for audiences with the pope. I've been in that place and in fact this hand shook the hand of St John Paul II This is a relic
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> But as the architects were building the building when John the 23rd was pope they handed him the, the whole architectural drawings more as a courtesy to papa because what does papa know about architecture But they were perplexed when a day later he turned them back to them and he had written one small note in Latin. He wrote non, N-O-N, sumus angeli. Translation, we are not angels. And they were like, well, that's fairly cryptic. But we know he's a funny guy. What does he mean? It took them a couple of days before as they were looking at the drawings themselves they realized that they had failed to put any bathrooms in the building <laughs> <laughs> And John the 23rd was saying we are not angels <laughs> okay put some bathrooms in the building and that's what they figured out we are as human as can be and God breathes in us when I wanted to teach a Salesian method Salesian is the adjective that refers to the whole school of thought of Francis de Sales just as Franciscan is the adjective that refers to all things that follow Francis of Assisi And Francis Sales was named after Francis of Assisi uh, very, very clearly and just loved him to death. Um, But I'm trying to teach his method of prayer at one point in time, and I'm working with grade school kids, and I'm talking about breathing. One of the things you can count on doing, as long as you're still alive, that is, is taking a breath. True? True? Even if you hold it, how long can you hold it? Okay you have to take a breath and I'm saying to them what you can do is imagine God breathing in you and I'm since I'm musical I I had to sing it I said God breathes in me try it God breathes in me and what does he breathe in? He breathes in life and love and energy and power and freedom And then, I breathe out, I breathe out. So I started with them, God breathes in me, I breathe out. When you don't know the answer on the test, God breathes in me, I breathe out. When the teacher starts hollering at you, God breathes in me, I breathe out. When the traffic is a pain in the neck, God breathes in me, I breathe out. When you're at the cashier in the grocery store and the woman in front of you has every coupon that's ever been printed, God breathes in me, I breathe out. All these moments of waiting are an opportunity to pray. Pay attention to your breath and pray. We are as human as can be, not angels. And part of being human is our sexual selves. And how do we be that? With dignity. And with love for others, instead of turning it into, you know, I sang this for you like 10 months ago, it's all about me, it's all about me. And that's what lust is, making it all about me instead of somebody else. Yes, we're human. We have this great treasure of life. How do we care for it? How do we nurture it? The second word I had for you, do you remember? After human, the second one was? Holy. Holy. I want to tell you this. You are holy. I don't mean you're always well behaved. I heard confessions this weekend too. Right? I know we're not always well behaved. We don't always treasure ourselves or each other like we should. But I want to say to you, you are holy. Not because of the way you've acted or thought, but you are holy because of number one, who made you and fashioned you from your mother's womb. Who made you in whose image? You know? In God's image you made. And who decided to become one of us? Human. Okay? Jesus the Lord. The second person of the Trinity. Decided to become one of us. Now did he become something that was totally bad? No. He became something that was made holy by God and had gotten scarred and beat up and dirtied and he wanted a way to repair that, to heal that, to fix that in an ongoing kind of way to bring freedom to us. I'm gonna say I'm holy and you're holy and I don't even know all of you by any means but I'm gonna say you're holy because you're a human being and you've been made by God and I happen to know you have even been baptized in Christ Jesus our Lord you know you've got a tabernacle in the church it's up there but do you know how many tabernacles there are right out there Where the Spirit of God lives in you? Do you recognize that you are a tabernacle of God's presence? Do you recognize that in the way you think of yourself? In the way you treat yourself? You have stations of the cross on the walls. But do you know that you have stations of cross in all these pews? I mean, Christ falls once, Christ falls twice, Christ falls three times, Christ is nailed. If we would all tell a life story and we had the time to listen to all of that, we would just weep at the passion of the body of Christ. Yes, you have a tabernacle. Yes, you have stations. And the most important ones are sitting right where you are in the pews. You are holy. And the challenge Francis de Sales would say would be, so be who you are, human and holy. Holy. Constantly in need of reform and cleansing and renewal and and deodorant. (laughs) Be who you are and be that just as well and as good as you can be. Because that's what gives glory to the craftsman, the master craftsman who made us. That's how you glorify God. Being yourself. And for Francis de Sales, to be yourself is to acknowledge that I am an expressed will of God because God wanted me and so created me. If He didn't want me, I disappear. But God expressly wanted me, and wanted me to be me, not you. And wanted you to be you. You are holy and sacred. Treat yourself like that. Treat each other like that. human holy and I said there was a third word do you remember it loved I want to talk about being loved for one reason or another psychologically and in my brain chemistry it may have had to do that when I was born The day after I was born a mom had a high fever they were so scared to death this was in Walter Reed hospital in Washington D.C. because dad was in the army She had a high fever. They were scared to death that she had polio and were afraid that she was going to give it to me. So they took me away from her for a week. Eight days, actually. Turned out she had viral pneumonia, not polio. Thank you, Jesus. But for those eight days, I was separated from mom, and I think that might be the reason I had such a hard time with issues about feelings of abandonment or, or self-worth. But everybody's got their story that something, something influenced it and they have difficulty understanding how much they are loved. In Francis de Sales, who became convinced that God was the God of the Song of Songs, the Song of Songs in the Bible, the Old Testament, is basically an erotic poem between a bride and a groom you know who are just loving each other and seeking each other and finding each other and holding on to each other and for Francis de Sales that was what God is like with us he's following a tradition of Francis of Assisi and Saint Bernard of Clairvaux uh, and Teresa Avila you know in understanding that God is love Saint John in the scriptures and finally it began to occur to me that I am loved and it has nothing to do with me it's not because I'm smart or, or I'm always well behaved because I'm not all that smart and I'm not always so well behaved I mean I can go to confession to you God forbid um, and you'd know And I'm certainly not athletic or the most good-looking, and I've had uh, cancer and heart problems that have, you know, left me with scars and things like that. God's love for me has nothing to do with all that. God's love for me has to do with the fact that that's what God is, love. And it's what God does. And says and sings to me, You are so beautiful to me. You are so beautiful to me. Can't you see? Very often I said, No, I can't see it. You know, in our schools, there's a major psychological issue that the psychological community has, has tagged on to, and that's self-esteem. How important self-esteem is. If ultimately your self-esteem is so bad, you struggle perhaps with depression and sometimes even suicidal stuff, And the problem is, we want to base our self-esteem on changeable stuff. Like we want to base it on good looks. Or you want to base it on intelligence, or athletic ability, or success at the job, or making money, or the respect of others and all of those things can go to hell in a handbag in 60 seconds all it takes is a market crash or an auto accident to completely change the picture of all of that now what are you worth? what's your self-esteem? and people struggle immensely with that and find themselves addicted to cover up the pain of feeling so useless. And it's occurred to me that there's only one thing to really build your self-esteem upon. No matter how good some of those other things might be, Nothing wrong with good looks. Nothing wrong with making money and being successful. Nothing wrong with being athletic or having, making a lot of money. But there's only one thing to base it on that will not change. And that's God's love for me. And my holiness. How God made me to be. And when I can attach myself to that, nothing else matters. Absolutely nothing by comparison. And so no matter what I go through, that's my anchor that's my security that's my self-image you are human right down to your fingertips you were holy all the way from here to heaven and you are loved for all eternity God sees us differently than we see ourselves let's take a minute of meditation two minutes even. and I'm just gonna say let's be silent if you'd like to put both feet flat on the floor and put your hands on your thighs and pay attention to your breath if you want to keep your eyes open I suggest Uh, fixing it on the cross or the tabernacle if you want to close your eyes just pay attention to your breath and let God's spirit fill you and then we'll continue after two minutes
3: Tonight, we have started to speak about treasuring ourselves. In a few minutes, Father John is going to lead us through a bit of an activity, a ritual, to take something home with us so we can think about it. But for right now, what I'd like to do is just pose some questions and ask you to kind of just... Answer yourself in your own mind, not out loud. How do you see yourself? Maybe pick a word or a phrase. Is it possible that you see yourself? as a treasure to be cared for carefully? Like a pot that has a crack and you don't want it to crack any further? Ask yourself, how do I care for myself? Some of us may have a whole list of answers. And others of us might be thinking, hmm, I don't know if I have a good answer for that. I'd ask you to think about this. How do I treasure the gift God has given me? Maybe first ask, what's my best gift? And then, how do I treasure that gift? Take just a few seconds to think about that. What is my gift, and how do I treasure that? And now I want you to consider this. Do I need to take better care of myself? Do I need to give myself more care? And that might be my mind to help it expand, my emotions, my physical self, my spiritual self. Do any of those parts or all of those parts need for me to give it more care? If so, think about that for a moment. When you came in tonight, you were handed a treasuring yourself card. Father John's holding it up. If you would take that card in your hand right now and a pencil, either you were handed a pencil or there's one at the end of your pew. Take a look if you don't have one, ask somebody towards the end to pass one to you. Is there anyone that didn't get a card? Raise your hand. Um, Okay, I've got my card person back there. He's catching up with anybody. Raise your hand if you didn't get a card. I've got a couple people up here. Here's what I would ask. I'd ask you to begin to pray about, to think about something that you might choose to do to treasure yourself more than you do today. To continue this work that God has done in you and with you. You might think about things like this. Maybe my health needs more attention. Or maybe my mind needs to be expanded with reading or some kind of a class, more education, something. Or maybe it's my spiritual self that needs more care. With that card that you have in your hand, I'd like you to take a moment before you write on it. And then give some time to yourself to decide one promise you can make to yourself to give more care to the treasure that you are. And when you're ready, I would ask you to write that down on the card. You're going to keep that card, by the way. You're not handing it in. You don't need to share it with anyone. Just write down... And don't worry about it if it's challenging. Because the deal is, as Father John has been telling us, it's not about you. And you're not totally alone in accomplishing it. Ask God. And expect and trust that God will help you accomplish that. So one promise that you can make yourself to Treasure yourself more. Whatever part of yourself you think needs it the most. Take a moment and then write it down.
2: All those who were greeters, if you'd come on up here for a second, we'll see how many we've got. Good. One, two, three, four, five, six. I could use seven. Good. Come on. I'm going to ask you to do something for me, but you don't have to say a word. This is easy to do, real easy to do, okay? Um, and I, I could use one more volunteer, one more, come on, come on up, come on. What I'm going to hand each one of you is a mirror, okay? Your first job is not to drop it and break it, okay? <laughs> your second job is um, to... I still have one more? Oh, I could use one more person. Okay, come on up. Okay, why don't you guys stretch out right along the front step, all the way across from one end to the other so that people can get to you. Put two people on the other side of the pulpit. Okay? It's okay, just so people can get to you. Spread out so people can get to you. What I'm going to invite you to do is to come forward to any one of them and they're simply going to hand the mirror over to the person. Okay? And what I would invite you to do is use the mirror to take a look at yourself. And here's the question. I'm going to give you. It comes originally from Francis of Assisi, and Francis de Sales recommends it. It's just a great question to ask yourself, like every time you receive communion or any. And the question is Who am I, Lord, and who are you? Who am I, Lord, as you're looking at yourself? And who are you? And take some moments to pray there, okay, before you move on. Now, I need an additional six volunteers, Um, and you don't—you don't—you're going to have to hand out something. And I've got a one-liner for you to say. And you don't have to make it up. I'm going to give it to you. Okay, come on forward. I need six. What I've got here, to U six, is a bunch of keys, okay? A whole bunch of keys.
3: One, two, three, four, five, and there's our six.
2: Okay. Everybody got some? Okay. Got a six one. Okay, now what you folks are gonna do is you're gonna go wide. Okay? Don't go yet, uh, and, until I, until I tell you what all you're gonna do. And you're gonna go wide so that people, as they, they come forward, I'd ask even the sides to come down the center. So come through the pews this way and come down to the center, go to the one of the mirrors that's free, and then to stop by at one of these folks with the holding the bowls with the keys. Okay. And they're gonna give you a key they're just gonna pick one out and hand it to you and say unlock the treasure that is you can you say that with me unlock Unlock the the treasure treasure that that is you you. now you can remember that because that's what the night is about treasuring ourselves okay and the treasure word so and this is a key to unlock the treasure chest okay what are we gonna say unlock the treasure that is you okay go wide and i would invite the congregation now to come up when you're ready and come up to one of the mirrors and they're going to simply hand it to you and ask yourself who am i lord and who are you and then stop by and receive a key on your way back to your pew and then we'll do our closing prayer announcements and then we'll go to hospitality Okay, come on forward now Maestro music
0: Come now.
3: Thank you. And we pray right now. God of all creation, teach us to treasure all that you've made, starting with our very selves. We thank you for the grace of this night. We thank you for all that sit here tonight that have shared their selves with one another. Help us to continue to care for ourselves, for our body, our minds, and our spirits. We ask all of this by the power of the Spirit and in the name of Jesus forever and ever.
2: how's that (laughs) three more nights hospitality in in uh, the Herman Hall over there Um, over there there is uh, a table that has a number of children who are looking for sponsors and it's a way to participate in one of the corporal works of mercy Uh, this mission so far on the weekend has sponsored thirteen children I think so uh, thank you for that outreach and you're invited to come and take a look at those sponsorships it's a great organization that I've been involved with for the last uh, 26 years and uh, with just sponsoring a number of kids and having gone to the missions does great work um, there's also a table with some of the books that I embraced by God and some of the artwork that we distribute and sell and a lot of that is focused especially in the beginning part on Francis de Sales because he is the the spirituality and the spiritual direction uh, that we are uh, dedicated to spreading and lastly I want to tell you that there will be a collection for the parish on the last night the parish is already taking good care of us So to be able to support the parish in its efforts uh, to offer such a retreat for this many people, I invite you to contribute to the parish. And if you want to write um, your check for $100, um, (laughs) make it out to to your parish, okay? (laughs) And with that, let me invite you to stand for a blessing. if you can reach somebody else put a hand on the shoulder we bless your name O God for sending your own son to become one of us in the family of humankind we ask you Lord to bless all of us here present help each one of us to acknowledge And care for all the gifts you have given us, recognizing your presence in our hearts. May Almighty God bless us all, the Creator, Jesus the Redeemer, and the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen. And our theme song, Sacred Creation. Jim.